This episode is brought to you by our great sponsors. Searching for a new job could feel stressful, scary, and time-consuming. Pushy recruiters try to sell you on roles that you don't actually want, and job boards make you feel like you're throwing your resume into a black hole, never to be seen again. Hired is the world's most intelligent talent matching platform for full-time and contract opportunities in engineering, development, design, project management, and data science. They make your job search faster, focused, and stress-free by putting you in control of when and how you connect with compelling new opportunities. After completing one simple application, top employers apply to hire you. You will receive personalized interview requests and upfront salary information to help you choose the best opportunities for you. And the best part, it's always free to find your next job on Hired. No exceptions. They actually pay you. And today's listeners can earn double their normal $1,000 hiring bonus by signing up with the show's link. That's right. Earn $2,000 for finding your next chapter on Hired. Go to buildpodcast.net slash hired today. Starting a new project? Looking for a better hosting platform? Pantheon is an integrated set of tools to build, launch, and run websites. Get high-performance hosting for WordPress sites, plus a comprehensive toolkit to supercharge your team and help you launch faster. On Pantheon, you get expert support from real developers, best-in-class security, and the most innovative technology to host and manage your websites. Spin up a new site in minutes with a free account. You only pay when you go live. To learn more, go to buildpodcast.net slash pantheon. That's buildpodcast.net slash p-a-n-t-h-e-o-n. And now, on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is Bob Dunn, also known as Bob WP. Bob, thanks for joining me today. You bet. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm a big fan of your podcast. So I really appreciate being asked to be on it. Honored. (laughs) Ah, Well, thank you, sir. I am also a big fan of your podcast, which, uh, you know, I was also on. So uh, it's fun to have this little network of podcasters that we get to talk to every now and then. Exactly. Yeah. So cool. Very cool. So today we're going to be talking about just BobWP.com. You are, you are a a well-known blogger. And I haven't had like a straight up blogger on the show talking about his or her blog, right? I've had Chris Lemma, uh, but he talked more about the membership side of his website. So, you know, today we're going to get back to basics uh, for WordPress and talk about blogging. Uh, So maybe the first thing you can do is tell people a little bit about you uh, and about your blog. Okay. Well, I have a long history of being self-employed. My wife and I had a marketing and graphic design business for about 17 years. 2007 started dabbling in WordPress. Probably about 2008 started blogging a bit. Not much. It was a business site we had for our existing business. And then in 2010 is when I really switched over to Bob WP. So between then and now, I've done a lot of different stuff. I've done design for sites. I've done coaching, training, workshops, online courses, the whole the whole 
everything you can possibly think of, I've tried. Some of it I'm continuing to do. Right now, it's pretty much morphed into just having the blog. I don't do any services anymore. I don't do training. I don't do the coaching, which I did for the last five years. It's really a focus on content, which is the blog and the podcast. And it's a, it's different because you have to start thinking, okay, how can I actually make money from this blog and from this podcast? And it can be a challenge. It's not Easy, let me tell you that. So, so that's where I'm at right now. I've been blogging about WordPress. That's what I do. I mean, you and I have a lot in common with the teaching, and it's just been a lot of tutorials, how to do things. And I've been kind of moving into the e commerce space more and more over the last, I'd say, 12 months or so. Nice. And yeah, so we, we kind of got connected because we were both doing WordPress education, uh, which you were doing a little bit, um, you know, before me as far as making a name for yourself in in uh, the space. I've been a developer for a long time and just recently kind of started getting into the teaching as a proper business in, in WordPress. So that's kind of how we got linked up. And, and I know that, you know, when it comes to product research, right, you can look at the competition and see what they're doing. You can talk to potential users. You can scratch your own itches is something that we've talked about a lot on the show. But when it comes to kind of coming up with your own content and and doing it at the volume in which you do it, uh, what kind of research goes into, you know, creating the blog post that you create or, or you know, uh, talking to the guests that you have on your show? You know, do you do a lot of research in that sense? Yeah, for the blog, I think it's been pretty much how it's been for the last several years. The content, I mean, it's not easy to come up with content no matter what. You still think you have tons of ideas. And being in that space, and of course you can relate to this, of teaching and liking to teach people to do things, there's plenty to do with WordPress. And I've always focused kind of on the beginner a lot in the past. And the research is seeing what other people do, just constantly seeing what's out there, how you can create you know, your own voice, your own brand. That's important because there's so many blogs out there, so much content, and you have to build up that audience, and that all takes a lot of time. So the research is kind of finding your own groove, I guess, in the blogging world and looking at what others are doing. You know, you don't want to compare yourself because everybody has a different audience. Everybody has a different approach. And you don't want to just get bogged down to think, oh, you know, why aren't people reading my blog coming to it again? It really is something that you just keep building on. And you got to be constantly changing and understanding what your readers want. And for me, a lot of the initial ideas came from not so much research as just since I had a lot of clients, both in coaching and design and training, I was able to get a lot of ideas for posts from them because they were asking me the same questions over and over. It's like, okay, well, those questions, hey, everybody else maybe wants to know that and come to find out. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That I mean, that's such a, that's a great tip. Uh, Chris Lama gave us kind of the same tip, you know, when, when coming up with content, he says he gets a lot of emails, people asking him questions and he answers them kind of in the form of a blog post because it's it's a free idea that and you know people want to know about it, right? 
Right, exactly. And I've gotten the same thing, some emails. It's like, oh, I don't want to spend the time answering this email, but wow, this is a great idea for a post because I'm sure several other people have the same question. Yeah, and that's great. And and so uh, there are two things that you mentioned that I kind of want to touch on. And, and one is kind of comparing yourself to other blogs, right? Uh, a lot of people, I feel, think that oh, well, this person blogged about it, so I should not blog about it, right? But that, in my opinion, that couldn't be further from the truth, right? Yeah, and we get to the point, sometimes I've even been guilty of it. I'll see somebody writing a post, and I think, oh, man, how many times have we said that? And maybe they did it in a different way. Maybe they did a different approach, but there's always people coming new to blogging and coming new to WordPress. So there's always people that are still going to be asking those questions, whether they find it in a post that's, you know, three years old or something new. It is. It's, it, you can get in that rut of thinking, oh, you know, I'm not going to write this post just for that reason because there's, 5,000 posts out there, but you may just bring something a little bit different to it and you're going to hit certain people at the right time because, again, everybody's at a different stage. Yeah, exactly. It's like on a baseball team, you don't just have one guy who's the hitter because he's the best hitter. You have (laughs) nine guys. They all hit because they all hit a little bit differently and they all bring something new to the lineup, right? So, uh, So, and then the other thing you mentioned was that People can get discouraged quickly, right? Because they have a blog and maybe, you know, nobody's reading it or they're not getting the traffic that they want. But uh, can you speak a little bit to kind of, you know, evergreen content and, and stuff that you write today that might be popular six months from now and stuff like that? Yeah, I think that's important to evergreen. I'm I'm one to really emphasize that if you're writing tech to, even though it's evergreen, to still put a date on it because things change so much. Uh, nothing's more frustrating than going to a post about a certain plugin and you're thinking, are they talking about version you know, 1.0 or 4.0? <laughs> so that yeah. is what you got to be careful with in the tech area, especially talking evergreen. But yeah, a lot of the posts, I'm always amazed at posts that I think may be short-lived and how long they survive. I wrote a post on how to create two blogs with one WordPress install. And it's as simple as just talking about, you know, categories and how you can organize your content and approach it as two different blogs. And this thing just, I had, I don't know how many comments. It's one of my most visited posts. I had hundreds of comments. I actually revised the video, created a new post and redirected it over and I'm continuing to get it. So Depend, never think of, I mean, sometimes you want to think of what will be evergreen and always last, and certainly not every post you're going to do. You know, WordPress 4.7 comes out. Well, people are going to read that for a limited amount of time and not go back to it one year later. But you do want to generically think through some of that. And, and a lot of times, again, with tech, creating something that's what you might want to call evergreen is going in and updating it at points. And sometimes I'll go in and simply say this new feature has been added or this I'll, I'll even often put that this plugin hasn't been, you know, taken care of or babysit or whatever you want to call it for two years or four years. So you might want to be careful using it. So it's, it's a constant work of updating posts that you see still getting a lot of traffic. 
Awesome. Yeah, definitely. And, and and just to echo, you know, if you have a blog, even like just not not even just tech. If I go to a website and like and I'm reading a blog post and there's no date like that drives me crazy because I, mm-hmm. I like to, you know, I like to do something that maybe a lot of people don't do. And that's contextualize the post as far as like what was also going on at the time this blog post was written. And and it's, it's impossible to do that when there's no date. So uh, it's, you know, if I have one tip for the bloggers out there, uh, make sure to pick a theme that shows the date, you know, somewhere on the, I think mine's at the bottom of my post, but it's still on the page somewhere. So though, honestly, I should have it at the top, I think. So um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, kind of uh, moving, moving through the questions I normally like to ask, you know, you, you've talked to students and, and, and uh, people who email you to get content for ideas. But, um, you know, I found that talking, talking it out with some contemporaries is also very helpful, you know, being part of a mastermind group or anything like that. So do you have a, like a core group of people that you talk to? I know that you're pretty embedded in the WordPress community. So I'm, I'm just kind of curious to see what uh, you talk about with others as far as blogging and your podcast and e-commerce goes. Yeah, that's a good question. Nobody's let me into their group. I don't think they want me in there. There, <laughs> no, oh, no. <laughs> no, no. But seriously, you know, I don't belong to a mastermind group or anything. I think for me, it's just that continued conversation, whether it's through social, uh, sometimes just jumping on Skype with somebody, catching up on things, seeing what other people are writing on their blogs. A lot of that is my. I guess you'd call my mastermind. It's kind of a mix of everything. And I've, I i don't want to say, you know, I've been in business, but I've been in business a long time and I've gone through a lot of this. And I'm at a point where now it's just, it's almost a free form of a masterminding for me where I will sometimes just connect with somebody or say, hey, Joe, let's get on Skype and let's catch up on things. And that's yeah. kind of my little mini mastermind because we're sharing some ideas or I'm asking some specific thing that you're doing, you know, how's that working for you or getting a little feedback. And I've done that a lot of time just through one-on-one conversations. So I, it's very informal, but that's kind of how I've worked it myself. Nice. I like that a lot. And, and actually that reminds me of a, a conversation that you and I had, you know, several months ago about, you know, I was kind of getting into the space that you were in and, and we were both, you were doing something that I was starting to try to do and you gave me some really good advice. I hope it was like a good conversation for you too. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, that's, I, <laughs> so that's great. I love that. Just like, um, and, and you know, that way there's not like a lot of pressure to bring something to the mastermind group every week or every two weeks or however often you meet, uh, which is something that, that my mastermind group is thinking about right now. You know, we all kind of do updates and now there's like a little bit of pressure, like, oh, I don't have anything to say this week. Is that okay? Blah, blah, blah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. So you have your blog, you write about tons of plugins and themes and tools. So for the, for the title question, how did you build it? Maybe we could talk a little bit about uh, your favorite WordPress theme or plugins or, or kind of what you've, what you've put together to, to, uh, have the the presence that you have now, right? Because you had two different 
properties, one for your blog, one for your podcast, that's kind of been combined into one? Yeah, exactly. And it was that was strictly for traffic reasons. I mean, I thought that it was good to have it on a separate site. Boy, it's, you know, I've done, I was just writing a wrap-up. I changed my theme twice this last year. I can't tell you how many times I've changed the theme. I've as far as the theme, one of my favorites has always been Genesis, their child themes. I think I started with Genesis, I don't know how far back. And it just became a real easy norm for me. I'm used to it. I can always find, I don't spend a lot of time when I create my own sites with the details. It's I see something and I think, okay, this is plug and play. I can just fit my content in. I don't want to spend hours. I'm not a developer you know, I'm a designer by my past or whatever, but I don't sweat the small stuff. You know, it's I, yeah. I see a theme. Okay, cool. So Genesis has been a big one. Woo themes, I've used those off and on because of WooCommerce. WooCommerce, I've used that plugin since it was actually released. I've always used it for something. It's become kind of a mainstay in my site. Because I'm either selling services, coaching, whatever I've sold, I've been able to use it. And it just has stuck there. I've found no reason to pull it out because there's always something, even though it's not a huge online store. Other plugins, man, you know, at one point, I think I had 60 plugins on my site. People were saying, are you insane, Bob? I think <laughs> I'm maybe down to under 40 now. Okay. But they're always, there's some reason I put them on there. It's not, you know, just because they're cool or they're the newest one out there. Of course, I've always had probably Yoast SEO in there mm -hmm. at some point or other. And I, one of the things I've used a lot around the blogging sphere is I use CoSchedule for not only scheduling my posts and having an editorial calendar, but for, for also social sharing. And I've just you know, I couldn't live without that right now. That's huge. It's nice. it's a big one. But, you know, the awesome. plugins have come and gone. You know, there's been, been many I've used and I said, ah, I just I just took like two or three off my site because I thought I thought they were useful and I'm not really using them anymore and really time to go, you know, delete or whatever. So it's it's always been I always think when I change my site, whatever direction I've changed, which people sometimes go crazy, they're always saying, Bob, what are you doing now? You know, <laughs> two weeks ago I was talking to you and now doing something different. But I've always made a point to find the ones that work well with what my needs are at that particular moment in time. And I'm happy to delete them. And even if I purchased them, you know, they're gone if I don't use them anymore. So it's my list is. God, over the last five years is probably so crazy off and on, but there had been a few standards all the way through. Gotcha. Awesome. That's co-schedule is an interesting one to me. I, I um, in a previous episode, I spoke to uh, Nate over at co-schedule about some of the, the cool things that they're doing and uh, kind of the content marketing stuff. So I think this is a nice one, two punch for that. We're coming up with how to come up with content and run a good blog and then, using CoSchedule to kind of market your content. One thing that you do is is review plugins, right? And you've you've used a ton, right? 60, the number 60 kind of gave me Ajita 
which is the Italian word for heartburn. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so uh, how do you how do you go about evaluating plugins? Like you know, when you either for your reviews or for um, just personal use, you know, what do you look for? Yeah, personal use. I'm it, probably from experience listening to going back to that listening to colleagues who's out there talking about it. I really pay attention if a new plugin's been released. I, I might play around with it. So on the personal side of things, it's really got to fit my exact needs. Likely, it's going to be a premium plugin. I mean, I do have some free plugins. I mean, there's a lot of good free plugins. But when it really comes to important stuff that I need done... I will, you know, spend some money on Yoast. I'll spend some money on CoSchedule, those ones, because they do exactly what I need. So personally, it's, you know, does this do what I want? As far as reviews for the site, it's interesting because I've always done it in a more of an educational sense. My reviews aren't, okay, here's what's good about the plugin. Here's what sucks about the plugin. Mine is more, here is what the plugin will do for you. Let me share all these features with you. I'm not one to go in and figure out, does this code bloat it? I, mm-hmm. you know, I have no skills at that. So I kind of trust listening to other people like you and other people on Twitter if they're saying something like to that effect. But for me, it's really, here are the features. I'm going to tell you the things this plugin will do. And you decide, is it for you? I'm not going to make that decision. I'm not going to say it's missing all these things because obviously it is missing it because I did not mention it. So when I do reviews, both, I I don't even call them reviews much anymore. I call them more sponsored posts. So I do them for the plugins I just want to do. And then I do have the service where people can pay to have me write about their plugin if they want a guaranteed spot on my blog. But they also know that that doesn't mean that every plugin I do is paid, but you know the majority is ones I just choose to write about. Gotcha. And that is, you know, that's something that never occurred to me, and and that's something I'm going to take away for my own personal use is that when you review a plugin, it's not so much a review; it's a walkthrough, right? Which is because, like, I've done paid reviews of. Uh, not necessarily plugins, actually, but cigars uh, is something that I've been paid to review. And there was one cigar one time that I, I did not like. And I had a hard time reconciling taking money to review this cigar with, but I, I'm not recommending it. Like they're essentially, they are paying me to tell me I don't like the cigar. And and I kind of went a more objective route, right? I said, you know, this cigar starts like this, blah, 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 this and that. And, and I tried not to interject too much personal views into it. I, I just said, this. these are the things that you'll get from this cigar. And I, I think that's that's something to keep in mind for anybody who wants to get out there and do like, you know, kind of sponsored content. You're getting paid for, for some reason, either traffic or your voice or something like that. And may, just be upfront with the, the, the content sponsor, right? Say, this is not necessarily an endorsement. This is, I'm writing about your plugin to let people know it's out there. Exactly. And another thing I tend to stay away from is comparison reviews. You know, gotcha. Here are five uh, SEO plugins. Let me tell you the good, bad, and ugly of each one. To me, comparison reviews are good in one sense, but in another way, they can be very 
confusing to the mm. casual user. It's like, okay, now I have these five things. I'm trying to figure out what you exactly explain. And it just, they get lost in it even more rather than say, here is one plugin. Here's what it does. Does this work for you or not? No. Okay. Well then move on and look at something else. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like presenting somebody with two choices or five choices. They're going to have an easier time between two choices because they only have to pick two, right? They only have to pick from two. Yeah, so right. uh, that's, and that's great. And, and plus, you know, you don't, you know, I, I read, you know, there was a post about like WordPress versus medium, which is better. And I'm like, why are you like pitting these two <laughs> things that are barely the same against each other in like this kind of negative way? Like, so, you know, the, each person is going to need something different and an objective view is really the important thing, I think. So that's very cool. So. Exactly. Cool. So uh, what are your what are your plans for the future with your blog? You've you've went through a bunch of changes in 2016 where you did you start your podcast in 2016? I'm like having a hard time remembering now. Yeah, March, March. I did. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So we're coming up on a, a year on the on the podcast and uh, you've changed your blog up and everything. It sounds like you were about to answer and I kind of cut you off. So I'll just stop talking and let you talk. <laughs> Uh, no problem. I, I I have a tendency to do that too, so don't worry. Yeah, I you know I wish I could say oh these exact things with my crazy the way my head works. Who knows what will happen in 2017? But the you know the podcast will continue. I'm that's really going well, and I'm happy with how that is working as it is. The blog I've made a gradual transition over the last few months especially more heavily in the last couple months into focusing a bit more on e-commerce and WordPress. And that really is what you're going to see more in 2017 is talking is me talking about e-commerce aspect of WordPress with all the different plugins. But what's interesting about this and what I had to kind of think through is of course I have all my content on there already that is continually being found on Google and stuff like that. So beginners will still have all that content. And when you say that you're going to be a bit e-commerce focused, doesn't mean that I'm just going to be talking about EDD and WooCommerce and all of these. I'll still be talking about social plugins. I'll still be talking about SEO. I'll be talking about all the other parts of it. It's just that slant on e-commerce. Right, and yeah. every every site that sells something and e-commerce isn't, you know, just online stores, whatever you're selling, you're going to still have to know about, well, hey, I need this on here for people to connect socially. I need this for my comments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's not a huge drastic change. It's just that, and I've seen this in my subscribers and everything, the focus of being a little bit more on the e-commerce side of things is changing my audience. And that was kind of a plan that I have been working on and thinking through for quite some time. And so it's, and I have a, you know, method to my madness why I'm doing it. But I think that's what people will probably see more and more on my site is more of that kind of focus in the next year. Gotcha. Sounds cool. Well, I'm really looking forward to that. You know, e-commerce is more than just having a product to sell. It's actually a lot more than that which is a lesson that I've learned this year. Uh, well, I've continually learned that lesson, but having a defined product this year has really driven that point home for me. Yeah. 
Speaking of, I, I don't know, I, you know, I don't know if I've like thanked you in person, but I I have a blogging course on WP in one month, and I link to your content for coming up with content and making money uh, with your blog. That's been very valuable to me and my students. So, you know, if you if you want to find great content on how to come up with great content, head over to bobwp.com. And the last question I love to ask is, do you have any trade secrets for us? Hmm. Boy, I have a lot over the years. I, I know that other people have talked about hard work, and that's obvious. I mean, that's something, yeah. You, none of this comes by easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, content, blogging, podcasting, and you know that. Yeah. It's, it's not simple. I think one of the things that always has been a key for me is to be flexible. And not to get stuck in ruts, not to think, oh, this is the only way I can do it. If something needs to be changed, if you see something on your blog, your site, your services, your products, whatever, that isn't working, then it's time for a change. Don't, you know, beat it to death. And be flexible enough to say, hey, I've got to move on. This is the direction I go. I am in the age bracket where technology, some people may say, oh, you know, the, the older crowd isn't quite as flexible with technology. And I've always been, you know, it's like if something, if I need to learn something new, I learn it and I love mm-hmm. to keep learning. And I will till the end of my life probably keep learning. But that flexibility of of being able and willing to change and listen to people and not always be saying, oh, I, I know the right way or whatever. What you say isn't right, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to change. I'm going to be flexible. I'm going to listen to everybody and listen to their points of view and hey, maybe you know it'll actually make a big change in what I'm doing. That's great. I love that. Be flexible, uh be open to change and, and don't stop learning. So, that's fantastic. Uh well, Bob, it's been a fast and fun half hour. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you having me on the show, Joe. <laughs> Uh, and and I appreciate you being on the show. It's always a good time talking to you. Hey, everybody. I want to tell you about a new book I wrote with my good friend, Matt Medeiros of The Matt Report, called The Podcast Starter Kit. It's a QA-style book that tells you exactly what you need to get up and running with your own podcast. I've had lots of fun over the last several months with how I built it, and I want to share what I've learned with anybody looking to start their own podcast. In the book, Matt and I try our hand at answering 23 questions that you need to ask yourself before you get up and running. We also include several resources, our favorite equipment, and a checklist at the end. Head over to thepodcastbook.com to check it out. It's only $24, and it'll save you hours of time researching the right tools, where to upload your podcast, how to run a good interview, and a lot more. That's thepodcastbook.com. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks to our great guest and fantastic sponsors. If you liked the show, please rate it and subscribe on iTunes, in Google Play, or whatever your podcast app of choice is. If you have any questions, be sure to reach out at howibuilt.it. And finally, until next week, get out there and build something. Build something.